Good morning, church. Please join me as we come together and worship God through song. Please stand with me. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer? Our most gracious and all wise Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for this time of the year that we can come and celebrate you coming down here to earth uh, to give us the example that we need, Lord, to, uh, to live our lives as you would have us to live, Lord. And uh, may you forgive us for the times that we have made this so commercialized, Lord, that, uh, that it really is about you coming down to, to earth to give us the path of righteousness that we might be able to give that gift of salvation that you so often freely. We ask you to be with us uh, today, Lord, that as uh, Cliff brings the message, that it might stir everybody's heart, that everyone that needs to make a decision, that they might make it today. Be with us as we continue to worship you in song, Lord, and we just give you all the praise and the glory, and we thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Good morning. Thanks for those of you who are watching on online too. We're excited to have you all. Um, if you haven't signed up for Randy's class yet, it starts January 14th. January. 
2024. It's just right around the corner. So you need to get your books. And you can see Terry to get a book um, for that class. There is no prayer and share this week. And we wanted to say a big thank you to those who rang the bells at Walmart the past couple of days. EBC Bell Ringers raised $3,200 Friday and Saturday. <clears throat> and if I, Charlie let me know yesterday, I believe he said 85% of that stays within our community. So that's really awesome um, amount that can help out people in our community. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. We have a Christmas Eve service tonight at 6 o'clock. We hope that all of you can make it back to celebrate that with us and join us for um, the service and candlelight silent night at the end, which is one of the fun things. And um, the Smiths are going to come up and light the candle for us this week. <laughs> This is the fourth Sunday in the Advent. Today we light the three purple candles and the pink candle. The first Sunday we lit the candle of hope. On the second Sunday we lit the candle of love. On the third Sunday we lit the candle of joy. Today we light the candle of peace. Our world is a peaceful world. People hurt other people. Countries are at war today. People don't take care of the world. Peace cream at other people but God's promises pro, but God promises peace during Advent we pray that we as well as all people will seek God's peace When we look at the fourth candle, we remember God's promise of peace. We recall the words of Jesus in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. In times of war and hatred, it is hard to remember that Jesus is the only one who brings peace. As we approach Christmas, let's remember that God's intention is a place of peace where people shake hands instead of harm one another. Read Luke 1, 47 through 55. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bondslave. For behold, from this time on all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. In the scripture, we, we hear Mary's song of praise. There must have been times when Mary was frightened, worried, fearful, and sad. She may not have felt very peaceful as she considered her future, yet her words 
Help us see the peace that comes when we trust in God. Let's go in prayer. Dear God, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you for those in our world today who seek to act for peace. Help us look for ways to be peacemakers at home, at church, and at school. Amen.
Stand with me. We'll come together and continue to worship through song. Come thou found a 
of all the seed. Come thou found, come thou keep, come thou precious prince of peace. In your bride to you we sing, come thou found of all the For the heart so prone to wander, for these feet so quick to flee, God is here and love is reaching for the lost and least of these. This is Jesus, King of glory, here to rescue from the foe, Son of God who comes to save us. Prince of peace and Lord of all. Come thou found, come thou king, come thou precious prince of peace. Hear your right to you we sing. Come thou found of our blessing. Come thou found, come thou king, come thou precious prince of peace. Hear your bride to you we sing, come thou fount of our blessing. Please be seated. You guys did well today, all right? So we're in John chapter 1. John chapter 1, we're going to read one verse to start with. We're going to read up until that verse when we end here. So we're going to, read, we're going to be in John chapter 1, John chapter 1. So you can follow along there in your, in your Bibles, in the Bible app. It'll be up here on the screen in a minute. So when you think of Christmas, as Heather mentioned, come back tonight, what are you going to do? You're going to hold a candle. We're going to turn out the lights and we're going to sing Silent Night. It is, it is absolutely beautiful. I was talking to somebody about what, what do we do on Christmas, for the Christmas Eve service. I said, we sing songs everybody knows. I don't talk much. Yay, right? Okay. <clears throat> I'm making up for it this morning. Okay. Um, I, don't talk, I don't talk much. And at the end, you're all going to get a candle. You're going to get a candle when you come in. And then we're going to sing... Silent night, and, and, and do whatever Christmas does for you and your family. So, but what a blessing to do that. We also think of the manger scene. Last week I picked up Jesus. I'll leave Jesus there this week, okay? Um, my wife told me not to do that again kind of deal. <laughs> anyway, so the nativity scene tells us the Christmas story, doesn't it? Matter of fact, I came in this morning and they, they said, that, who, did you move to Shepherd? And I did move to Shepherd for the videos on Wednesday night. Um, they thought maybe I moved it because I was going to trip over it. I hope I don't trip over the Shepherd. But here's the Shepherd 
And the shepherd is from Luke chapter 2. Okay, you, you, I heard it being read today in one of Sunday school classes. It tells the story how the angels appeared in the sky and told about a Savior born in, in Bethlehem. And, and they ran to see the baby Jesus. And then over here we have the three wise men or the Magi. And that story is out of Matthew chapter 2. We believe in, in, in the nativity scene, they show up all at the same time, right? It's kind of a crowded place. And uh, the little drummer boy shows up a little later. <laughs> but anyway, the Magi show up, the wise men from the east. Now, they may not have shown up that night, but they showed up while he was still in Bethlehem. And they came bringing gifts for the one born king of the Jews. So that tells, and then of course this is uh, Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. Okay. So it tells a story. Now, John, Mark skips it. Mark gets right into the baptism and then on with the life, and it moves fast. John tells that story different. We're going to talk about, this is the day that we celebrate, Christmas Day we celebrate the miracle birth, right? And when you, when, I want to ask you this question. When I say miracle birth, what comes to mind? What do you think of? What do you think of? Think for a minute on that. What do you think of? Usually when we talk about the miracle birth, we focus on Mary. The young girl who had not known a man. She was a virgin. But I want you to pay attention because when John tells us about the birth of Christ, there's no Mary. Okay, there's no Mary in that story. So let's read, the, we're going to read the 14th verse. This, this verse, we'll talk about it. Let's read the 14th verse together. This is not a New American Standard. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. As I'm reading through one of my commentaries, it makes mention of this that we sometimes lose that. It would be great if we could go back and read that for the very first time. But I'll be honest with you, I don't know the very first time that I read it, I really got it. But you know, you know today, it's not a big deal for a guy to go to the moon, is it? But remember back in the late 60s? When they, when, 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 and I forgot his name. But anyway, that guy that you shouldn't forget, right? He, he stepped out on the moon, right? Neil Armstrong? There we go. Somebody told me. Thank, thank you. Neil Armstrong steps out on the moon. We're all glued to TV sets with, without remote controls and, and with, with, without HD. And we're watching this guy step onto the moon. And that just blows us away. I remember when it was a big deal that, that some jet broke the, uh, the speed of sound and made that boom. Well, now, when they send out a test plane, we, it's on the news. We, we heard, the whole city of St. Louis heard a test boom. So it's not, a, it's not as big a deal. And I don't know what it might be like, but, but whatever it was, when your baby first walked, right? Now they walk. Okay? But when they took those first steps, that was a huge, huge deal. Huge deal. And now they just, we just take it for granted. So when we read this verse, and the Word 
became flesh. That's the birth of Christ. That ought to just ought to blow us away. But it doesn't. I hope that as we look at it, that it does. Okay, that we can rekindle a little bit of that fire when you read this. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, back up there and slide there so I can continue. The, the dwelt among us and we saw His glory. Glory is the only begotten from the Father full of grace and truth. Let's talk about that Word, okay? The Word became flesh. When we were here last week, if you read in the first five verses, particularly the first three verses of John chapter 1, it talks about the Word. And the Word was with God. And on it goes through there. What it tells us is this, that the Word was God, is God. The Word became flesh, okay? So what it tells us, is, what's the Word? The Word is Jesus Christ. And as we read back in those verses, it was Jesus Christ, the one who was there in creation. Before all of this that we see and things that we don't see, everything that was created, He was there. Nothing was created without Him or apart from Him. Everything was created through him. And that's what it tells us. Who was before creation? Only God was. And so that's what John establishes with us in the early part of the chapter before he takes a, a sidestep and talks about John the Baptist and him announcing and then comes back to the birth. He lets us know that the word, that this babe in the manger. December 25th is not the start date. You and I have a start date. I have October 15th. That's my start date. And we put a year to it. And tell you the time that I was born. We like to look at Jesus and think he had a start time. He didn't. Because he is God. Sometimes I think we lose that in this this fixation over the babe in the manger, that we forget that that is God without beginning or without end. Eternal. Think about that. What did John just say? In his story about the birth of Christ, one little line there, the Word became flesh. God himself became flesh. That's hard for me to comprehend. It's, it, you know, because here's, here's what John is trying to establish. A couple things. He doesn't have a start date. Wasn't October 25th. He's been here forever. He wasn't a guy that God looked down from his throne in heaven and said, you know what? I like that guy, Jesus that Nazarene guy, I like his mom and dad. I think I'll make him the Savior. He's lived a, a, a spectacular life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handpick this guy like I handpicked Saul, like I handpicked David. I'm going to handpick Moses, Abraham. I handpicked those guys. Well, here's another handpicked guy. His name happens to be Jesus. That's not the case. 
That's not the case. The Word became flesh. That's how John tells us about the birth. The Word became flesh. It is God Himself, and He became flesh. Flip the slide there. He became flesh. He was born through the Virgin Mary, and it's another thing that we can't understand. But He doesn't focus on that. It is this man, this Jesus, is God. He has, God now has, really does, flesh, and he bleeds. He gets thirsty. He gets hungry. Again, John is establishing something that others pushed against. It can't be God and flesh, because flesh is evil. That's how we put it. That's how the, the religious people of their time, even our time, put it. Flesh is evil, therefore God could not have become flesh. But John wants you to know what? The Word kind of hung around flesh, hoovered over flesh, parked around flesh, strapped itself to flesh with Velcro. No, the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. God sent his son down from the throne. I, it's at, I, this is how I always picture it in my head. I may be all wrong, but this is how I picture it as I'm trying to work through that. Jesus Christ, who is sitting at the right hand of God, and he's returned back to there, but at that time, he sat down with all of his glory, parked it in his throne, took off his crown, took off, laid down his scepter, his royal robes. He laid it down, and he stepped out of the throne room of heaven and into a manger. The Word became flesh. And then it goes on and says, and dwelt among us. And dwelt among us. Now, John is, I understand, John's, John's a fisherman. But when the theologians look at it, because God is writing through John, through the Holy Spirit, John becomes a theologian. And when he says that he dwelt among us, he not just, hey, Jesus came out hang out with you guys. It's so much more than that, right? So much more. We watch TV shows where God just pops up, right? And he hangs out with people. When John's describing that, he's not hanging out with people kind of thing. What he's saying is this. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's referencing what they understood out of the Old Testament. And when God first dwelt with his people, where did he do that at? He did that through a tabernacle, a, an elaborate, elaborate. You all got tents? You got nothing on the Israelites. Okay? I'm just saying they had the, I mean, you look at the picture of a tabernacle and, and you see everything that they had to take apart, put back together, porpoise skins, all the things that they had to put together. That, that tent represented God's presence with His people. That's what it represented. In that big old tent. And eventually it became a temple in Jerusalem. And He's coming back, guess what? To that place. But as we look at that, as John is describing that to us, he's referring, uses a word, it could have been interpreted tabernacled. That's the idea of dwelt. 
is the idea of tabernacling with us. God's presence was among us. Now I want you to consider this. In that tent, in that tabernacle, inside the holy of holies. That's where God dwelt. It's where it was that God's presence was to be. But only the high priest, only Moses was the one that his face radiated after talking with, with God. Nobody else. But when John refers to this now, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He, his presence was not hidden and veiled by the holy of holies. It wasn't just access to the religious few. It was access to everybody that walked. And we now have that access because He dwelt among us. Because He died on the cross for us. That's the beauty of the passage. When I, when I look at what John says here. The Word became flesh. That's a big deal. We read it. The Word became flesh. No, no. The Word, God, became flesh walked out of His throne room and dwelt among us. He came from there so that He might die for our sins. For God so loved the world okay, that He gave His only begotten Son. When He talks about giving His only begotten Son, that's referencing the cross. Jesus died on the cross for us. He dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Okay? We saw His glory. There we go. How glorious does the baby look? Okay? If you've watched the chosen thing, the chosen series, it's just a guy. They're doing a good job of depicting what we read in the Gospels. But he's an actor just like us. But yet what, 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 what John says is that portrayal is revealing to us his glory. As a matter of fact, as John walks through the book, particularly as he gets to the 17th chapter, he talks about the glory of God in him revealing to his disciples. Again, going back to that, in the tabernacle, you and I wouldn't have had access to it. We wouldn't have, had, we wouldn't have been able to walk into the Holy of Holies and see God, but yet, in the Gospels, we read John tells us that we see Jesus. And when we see Jesus, who do we see? We see God the Father in Jesus. He revealed, we saw His glory. John 17, 5, the glory which I had with you before the world was. That's how that reads. He's going he's gonna to receive that glory. He, he that crown, that throne, that, that scepter, the royal robes, that came off. He still revealed God's glory. And then he hung on a cross and bled for you and I. 
we saw his glory. So, let's go back to this manger scene for a moment. Mary, Mary and Joseph, the shepherd, I got a lamb here, three wise men. And the word became flesh. That's greater than the man walking on the moon, breaking the sound barrier, your baby taking the first step. That is the miracle that God provided for us. Salvation that we couldn't. By sending His Son in the flesh, the Word became flesh. So we're going to read the first 14 verses. John chapter 1. And we're going to see it build to that 14th verse. That's where we're going to end it at. And I'll give you your, your action step. So, in verse 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, just like it starts in Genesis. It says in the beginning, in God, here it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Now listen to this verse. This is invitation type stuff. Okay? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Hang that verse there for a second. Think about that. We don't go to heaven just because we live in America. We don't, go, we don't go to heaven just because we're human. Right? Jesus Christ died on the cross. It's something that we might... To, to, tonight, maybe, tomorrow, maybe you've already done some of this. You've opened up a present. It's got your name on it. It's all in this fancy wrapping paper. You know, it's not yours. Until you open it, is it? Until you receive it. Same thing with salvation. God offers it to us. It's got your name on it. He died for you. He died for Cliff. He died for you. But to, them, to, to as many as received Him, received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Think about that. Asking Jesus to be your Savior. Asking for the forgiveness of your sins that He died for. To them He gave the right. I can name my earthly parents. I get an upgrade. 
you get an upgrade. They can have an upgrade. To them He gave the right to become children of God. I'm a child of the King. It's powerful, right? And even those who believe in His name. Verse 13. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh. Read John chapter 3, right? With Nicodemus. Who were not born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When we read these 14 verses, pay attention because they come back into play all the way through the book of He's talking about light. He's talking about grace. He's talking about truth. All of that comes peppered back in it. Being born not of, not of flesh, but of God. It's John chapter 3. Here's the verse that we're going to end it on. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember, as we read that, as we think about the stories of Moses, like, man, would I love to be in Moses' place to see God in His glory, to see a glimpse of that muted glory. But John just tells the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory is the only begotten for the Father, full of grace and truth. And as John writes the book of Revelation, someday you and I, if we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we'll see God in all of His glory. There won't, need, there won't be a need for the Son because of the brightness of the Father, the Son, and we'll stand at his throne and worship him on a glassy sea. Here's your action step. What I want you to do with this. We happen to be Emmanuel Baptist Church. Emmanuel means God with us. John just told us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Take the time to explain to somebody that very thing. As they're looking at the cute baby Jesus, remind them that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is God with us. We're going we're gonna to stand. Adam's going to come up here. We're going to sing a song. You're going to sing with us. And what we're going to do is offer you the opportunity. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to come and to ask all the questions you need to know so that you might have eternal life, so that you might become a child of the King. I didn't understand it at first. I needed to explain if you need an explanation, we'll do that. If you want to come and pray, maybe you want to pray for somebody to receive the greatest Christmas gift, and that's Jesus, because you're going to be with them tonight, tomorrow. And you come and you pray for them, we'll pray with you. If you have something else, God's called you to be a missionary, God's, God's moving in your life, God's moving for you to pray for somebody, then you come and we want to pray with you. If you want to become a member of the church, we'd encourage you to do so. So let's stand and let's sing.
Thank you as we read the words, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Thank you as we celebrate Jesus becoming flesh and ultimately dying for our sins. Father, we pray, Lord, as we walk out of here, as we go and celebrate over the next few days Christmas with our families. Father, even as we return tonight, Lord, use us to be a light to draw others to you. Father, help us in that. In Jesus' name, amen. So, here's the, um, here's your, have you read for this week? Numbers, Isaiah, Romans, and we're going to finish up John, where we picked off there for uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Last week, we got to celebrate um, Evelyn's 100th birthday. I have, these, these are laying on the, sh on the side there. Um, Doris Cayley is 90 years old this week, and so if you'd like to send a card, you pick up a thing. Otherwise, I'll see you again, right? And you're looking forward to seeing me again? Because tonight I won't talk as much. All right. Thank you. See you tonight.